The Bible Study Podcast, episode 548. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 1 Kings 5. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with 1 Kings. We're with King Solomon now and his preparations for building the temple. When King Hiram of Tyre heard that Solomon had been anointed king to succeed his father David, he sent his envoys to Solomon because he had always been on friendly terms with David. Solomon sent back this message to Hiram. You know that because of the wars waged against my father David from all sides, he could not build a temple for the name of the Lord his God until the Lord put his enemies under his feet. But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side, and there is no adversary or disaster. I intend, therefore, to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord told my father David when he said, Your son, whom I will put on the throne in your place, will build the temple for my name. So give orders that cedars of Lebanon be cut for me. My men will work with yours, and I will pay for your men whatever wages you set. You know that we have no one skilled in felling timbers as the Sidians. When Hiram heard Solomon's message, he was greatly pleased and said, Praise be to the Lord today, for he has given David a wise son to rule over this great nation. So Hiram sent word to Solomon, I have received the message you sent me and will do all you want in providing the cedar and juniper logs. My men will haul them down from Lebanon to the Mediterranean Sea, and I will float them as rafts by sea to the place you specify. There I will separate them, and you can take them away. And you are to grant my wish by providing food for my royal household. In this way, Hiram kept Solomon supplied with all the cedar and juniper logs he wanted, and Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 cores of wheat as food for his household, in addition to 20,000 baths of pressed olive oil. Solomon continued to do this for Hiram year after year. The Lord gave Solomon wisdom, just as he had promised him. There were peaceful relations between Hiram and Solomon, and the two of them made a treaty. King Solomon conscripted laborers from all over Israel, 30,000 men. He sent them off to Lebanon in shifts of 10,000 a month, so that they spent one month in Lebanon and two months at home. Adoniram was in charge of the forced labor. Solomon had 70,000 carriers and 80,000 stonecutters in the hills, as well as 3,300 foremen who supervised the project and directed the workers. At the king's command, they removed from the quarry large blocks of high-grade stone to provide a foundation of dressed stones for the temple. The craftsmen of Solomon and Hiram and the workers from Biblios cut and prepared timber and stone for the building of the temple. So we get the preparations here, but we want to go back just a little bit here and say Solomon told Hiram part of the issue. But remember the other issue that when David went and said to the Lord, I'm living in this beautiful palace, and yet the Ark of the Covenant still dwells in a tent. I want to build a temple. God said, also, you have too much blood on your hands. Solomon is now living in a more peaceful time, and so he decides to carry out what God has told David would happen, was that he would build the temple, that one of David's sons would build the temple. And so he goes to the neighbor, up to Lebanon, and the cedars of Lebanon are well known at this time, 
as well as the craftspeople from that place, and they start this great big project. And it's important to remember how big a project this is, because this will affect the next phase of our story. There are tens of thousands of Israelites who are involved in this labor, but it's also interrupting the normal lives of tens of thousands of Israelites, right? They've got this hard work, and if you don't know how hard this work is, go to Jerusalem and look at some of these bottom stones of the temple. And remember the Romans decided they were not going to leave one stone left on another when they tore down the temple, and yet there were some of these stones that are so big that they're still standing. Uh, Basically, there's just so much, so big, and so this is a monumental project that's going on here as they're floating in all the logs from Lebanon, as they're hauling all these dressed stones, all this cut stone, in to build this temple. And I want to continue on with the next chapter here. We're going to kind of gloss through the building here. Solomon builds the temple. In the 480th year after the Israelites came out of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, the second month, he began to build the temple of the Lord. The temple that King Solomon built for the Lord was 60 cubits long, 20 wide, and 30 high. The portico at the front of the main hall of the temple extended the width of the temple, that is, 20 cubits, and projected 10 cubits from the front of the temple. He had made narrow windows high up in the temple walls. Against the walls of the main hall and the inner sanctuary, he built a structure around the building in which there were side rooms. The lowest floor was five cubits wide, the middle floor six cubits, and the third floor seven. He made offset ledges around the outside of the temple so that nothing would be inserted into the temple walls. In building the temple, only blocks dressed at the quarry were used, and no hammer, chisel, or any other iron tool was heard at the temple site while it was being built. At the entrance to the lowest floor on the south side of the temple, a stairway led up to the middle level and from there to the third. So he built the temple and completed it, roofing it with beams and cedar planks, and he built the side rooms all along the temple. The height was five cubits, and they were attached to the temple by beams of cedar. The word of the Lord came to Solomon, As for this temple you are building, if you follow my decrees, observe my laws, and keep my commands and obey them, I will fulfill through you the promise I gave to David your father, and I will live among the Israelites and will not abandon my people Israel. So Solomon built the temple and completed it. He lined its interior walls with cedar boards, paneling from the floor of the temple to the ceiling, and covered the floor of the temple with planks of juniper. He partitioned off 20 cubits at the rear of the temple with cedar boards from floor to ceiling to form within the temple an inner sanctuary, the most holy place. The main hall in front of this room was 40 cubits long. The inside of the temple was cedar, carved with gourds and open flowers. Everything was cedar, no stone was to be seen. He prepared the inner sanctuary within the temple to set the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord there. The inner sanctuary was 20 cubits long, 20 wide, and 20 high. He overlaid the inside with pure gold, and he also overlaid the altar of cedar. Solomon covered the inside of the temple with pure gold, and he extended gold chains across the front of the inner sanctuary, which was overlaid with gold. So he overlaid the whole interior with gold. He also overlaid with gold the altar that belonged to the inner sanctuary. 
For the inner sanctuary he made a pillar of cherubim out of olive wood, each ten cubits high. One wing of the first cherubim was five cubits long, the other wing five cubits, ten cubits from wingtip to wingtip. The second cherubim also measured ten cubits, for the two cherubim were identical in size and shape. The height of each cherubim was ten cubits. He placed the cherubim inside the innermost room of the temple, with their wings spread out. The wing of one cherubim touched one wall, and the wing of the other touched the other wall, and their wings touched each other in the middle of the room. He overlaid the cherubim with gold. On the walls all around the temple, both in the inner and the outer rooms, he carved cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. He also covered the floors of both the inner and outer rooms of the temple with gold. For the entrance to the inner sanctuary, he made doors out of olive wood that were one-fifth of the width of the sanctuary. And on the two olive wood doors, he carved cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, and overlaid the cherubim and palm trees with hammered gold. In the same way, for the entrance to the main hall, he made door frames out of olive wood that were one-fourth the width of the hall. He also made two doors out of juniper wood, each having two leaves that turned in sockets. He carved cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers on them, and overlaid them with gold, hammered evenly over the carvings. And he built the inner courtyard of three courses of dressed stone and one course of trimmed cedar beams. The foundation of the temple of the Lord was laid in the fourth year in the month of Ziv. In the eleventh year, in the month of Bull, the eighth month, the temple was finished in all its details according to its specifications. He had spent seven years building it. So they spent seven years building this temple, and it's, it's not huge. If we translate that, a cubit is about a foot and a half, and or roughly half a meter. So that's roughly 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 45 feet high, or about, if you're metric, 27 meters long, 9 meters wide, and 14 meters high. And everything else fits inside of that. And then, then of course, there's around that an outer courtyard, and all of this is built up on the Temple Mount. And the thing that we need to know here is that it took seven years to build. It's built roughly 500 years after they come out of Egypt right? 480th year after they come out of Egypt and they finish it in seven years later. So this first period of the time before the kings was not quite 500 years because we've already had the reign of David and Saul. So maybe 400 years before we get to the kings. And then we're going to get about 500 years of kings too in this time period. And still way at the beginning of this time period, we have this building of this temple. And it is a fabulous temple from the description of it. It is It has gold, it has cedar, it has juniper, and it has dress stones. And it has stones that are put together, that are cut out at the quarry and brought in, and there's no sound of chisels and hammers inside there. It's kind of the opposite of the Winchester Mystery House here, that within this sacred space, within this holy mountain, aren't heard the sounds of hammer and chisel and iron tools. And then it's finished. And so all of this, a major amount of work has happened to build this temple. Again, tens of thousands of people involved in just even getting the materials to the site with cutting the wood, with cutting the rock, uh, getting that as well as all the people who are putting together. And then they have the temple finished. And then we'll go on next week and hear what happens. But the other thing to remember, though, is in the middle of this, probably the most important thing is that the word of the Lord comes to Solomon, as for the temple, and then it says, 
nothing about the temple, right? As for the temple, if you follow my decrees, observe my laws, and keep my commands and obey them, I will fulfill to you the promise I gave to your father, David. I will live among you and will not abandon my people. None of that particularly had to do with the temple. It, it isn't saying in this place, I will live in this temple. This temple will not hold God. The tabernacle did not hold God. The holiest of holies does not hold God. Our churches and our Bibles don't hold God. He's just too big. But he's saying, I will remember you and be faithful to you if you were faithful to me. With that word, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To You podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit LifeAudio.com to listen and subscribe.